enjoying the show? You can help others find it and enjoy it too by giving us a five-star rating or review. If you feel like reaching out to us with a question or comment, you can send us an email at mywifetherd at gmail.com. And don't forget to visit our website at mywifethedietitian.com, as well as our social media pages. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Enjoy the show. Welcome to My Wife, the Dietitian. Hello, Sandra. Hello, Rob. Hello. <laughs> Hello. How are you? I'm well. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Have you're, you heard of metabolic syndrome? You're giggly today. I kind of. You're giggly every day. Have I heard of what? Metabolic syndrome. Can't. No. Well, no. I guess I haven't. You haven't heard of it? Well, I mean, if you want a yes or no, then no. I don't know anything about it. I've probably heard the word, but it's it's not like high blood pressure, one of those common things that I'm familiar with. So yeah, tell me about it. Yeah, well, that's what we're going to talk about today. No, you're going to tell me all about it. Metabolic syndrome. Am I at risk? I don't know. Well, I'm talking in the... Oh, like... As a listener. Oh, I see. Are we at risk? How do I know if I'm at risk? Well, if you live in North America, you probably are at risk. Oh, really? Yeah. Because... Because a growing proportion of our population have three or more of the risk factors that would entail metabolic syndrome. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. So tell me what it is. So metabolic syndrome. Does it have to do with your metabolism? It's related to having, well, it's related to lifestyle factors and being sedentary, not getting enough physical activity, our fast food kind of junk food diet, like our culture, ultra processed food intake, our culture, um, you know, being on the go all the time. So one of the risk factors is high blood pressure, which is, I think we did a whole episode on that, the silent killer. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. It's so rampant, really. It's prevalent. Yeah. It's the most common condition that most, a lot of people don't even know they have it. That's why it's called the silent killer. Hmm. So high blood pressure and then there's three or more of the risk factors that would cause it or contribute to it. If you have metabolic syndrome, then you have three or more of these risk factors. So I see. Okay. high blood pressure, abdominal obesity, or a large waist. Okay. Like kind of the, um, you've heard of apple and pear shaped bodies. Mm-hmm. So more of the apple shape. Right. Okay. Where it's more of a large. Bigger in the middle. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Abdominal obesity. I'm kind of a banana shape. You're so funny. Tall and tall and lean and kind of bent a little bit. <laughs> a little bit curved. A banana shape. <laughs> you crack me up. You're funny. Um, high blood sugar, so a high fasting blood sugar or insulin resistance. So right. kind of like pre diabetes or kind of on the road to getting type two diabetes. Okay. High triglycerides. That's your Cholesterol? Yes, no. the little tiny cholesterol, the oh, okay. triglycerides, and lower HDL, so low, remember, healthy cholesterol. So if you have, you don't have enough of the good cholesterol. I see. So, okay. so those are the different factors. And if you have three of those, then technically you have metabolic syndrome. Hmm. So abdominal obesity, high blood pressure or hypertension, High blood sugars or fasting blood sugars or insulin resistance, high triglycerides or low HDL cholesterol. So is it just a state, like a condition, like like 
does it cause something? Yes. Or, okay. Yeah, exactly. So if you have metabolic syndrome, you are at increased risk of cardiovascular disease, heart attack, stroke, developing type 2 diabetes, and death. Okay. So it sounds like it's if you have a combination of these uh, factors that you mentioned before, it puts you in a certain kind of state where you're at a higher risk of developing these other things. That's right. You're okay. at a higher risk of developing heart disease, car- like cardiovascular disease, heart attack, yeah. stroke. So there's no like symptoms of this condition. It's just you're like considered to be at higher risk because of what we just said. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Exactly. So, and the exact causes aren't fully understood, but as I mentioned before, it's definitely related to lifestyle factors, our environment, like just, are we walking enough? Are we sitting at our desk and driving in our car and sedentary lifestyle? You know, they call it the sitting disease, Mm -hmm. which is like almost more dangerous than smoking. Like cigarette smoking is like the sitting disease. So being too sedentary not moving your body enough through the day, through the week is very dangerous. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you, you need to move. That's that's huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How much do you know about the recommendations? What is it? I, well, that's one of those things that keeps changing too. I, I mean, I, I would think that at least 15 or 20 minutes a day, but it's probably more is going to be better. Yeah, it's like 150 minutes a week and or like, 30 minutes a day and you could do like 10 minutes three times a day yeah and And, i mean it could just be like walking like park at the back of the parking lot when you go shopping and walk yeah you know yeah push your lawnmower instead of sitting on it yeah yeah exactly yeah all those things i mean that's a big part of it is the because it is you know metabolic and that is part of our metabolism is if your body thinks you're always sitting it goes into this resting metabolic rate. Oh, right. So then it's almost like a hibernating bear. It's just like it slows way down. It doesn't burn calories. It's just like in this like lower state. So if you're even, there's even apps where you can set your your phone to like kick, kick in the butt to stand up. If you're at a desk job and like stand up every half hour, mm-hmm. like try to make a point of going for a cup of water. I was or, just going to say, uh, stand up and go get a glass of water. Cause that's something else you need to do on a regular basis throughout the day. Yeah. 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 yeah it's our modern lifestyle conveniences, you know, and with our genetics, our genetics have been evolving for centuries and now our lifestyle has changed so much in the last decade or two decades where we aren't moving as much, where we have all these modern conveniences where we're sitting in front of the computer, we're sitting in our cars, we're sitting watching TV, watching movies. So we're sitting, 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 and we've evolved to be, you know, walking around and hunting and gathering and, you know, and working our muscles, like working all day. So instead, most of us aren't moving our bodies. Mm-hmm. I think it's shopping too. I was talking to someone the other day that says, oh, yeah, we just do all our shopping from home. So like they don't go and push a cart up and down the grocery aisles anymore. They don't drive and walk across the parking lot to do their groceries. They don't go shop. They do like they're shopping on Amazon. So the stuff comes to them. So they don't have to even get up 
where you know that alone is in the last 10 years yeah last three years like through the yeah Yeah. it's more like everyone is starting to shop online so i mean that's huge i mean when i was a kid i mean it wasn't the best thing to do but we used to spend hours just walking around the mall you know what i mean and and people don't do that anymore as much anyway you don't need to because you can just get stuff delivered right to your door now yeah, they actually have mall walkers, right? Like it used to be a trend mm-hmm. where people would go to a mall and then do laps because that was the only indoor space in the little town. Yeah. Which that's a, you know, something. <laughs> oh, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And and that time has now been replaced with probably screen time, you know, sitting, staring, doing more work on your device or, you know, you're not, you're not going, oh, yeah, I have all this extra time. I'm going to go run some laps at the track. You know, you're going to just do something else on your computer or your phone or something probably. True. Yeah. Or leisure. A lot of people's leisure activity tends to be screen time or Mm -hmm. watching the screen. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it is, uh, yeah, it is, it's a little worrisome, like the whole trend of less movement. It totally is. So how do people, if they think they're at risk for metabolic syndrome, um, I mean, we've talked a little bit about part of the reasons why the lifestyle factors, the sedentary, the sitting disease. Um, But also there's other dietary factors that play a role. And uh, we've talked about this, you know, pretty much since the dawn of time with this podcast. Oh yeah, for sure. (laughs) Like just, you know. um, Processed food, ultra ultra processed processed foods, foods. the fast foods, the convenience foods. And then, you know, foods that like just too high in Simple carbs, like lots of, uh, you know, pop or too many uh, sweetened beverages and too much sugar in the diet, like with the ultra processed foods and also the, you know, fatty foods. A lot of the ultra processed foods have additives with fat, sugar, salt. So all these things can affect our risk of blood pressure. So elevating our blood pressure, also our blood sugars or fasting blood sugar, it can drive our triglycerides up. Actually, that's a big cause of high triglycerides. A lot of times I get referrals as a client has high triglycerides and it's closely linked with diabetes, type 2 diabetes. So either they're pre, they have pre-diabetes or they have type 2 diabetes and high triglycerides because when you eat a lot of simple sugars and simple carbs, that can increase your triglycerides. Interesting. And part of that is just not getting enough fiber. Oh, does that counteract something or is it just, how does that fit in? Well, remember we did the whole episode 17, fiber, what's the scoop? What's the scoop? Poop. Yeah. And it's so important because fiber actually, when you have a a mixed meal and there's fiber in that meal, that actually helps bring down the blood sugar. Ah, right. I remember that now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it actually fiber can help bring your cholesterol levels down too. So that, so it, it takes the, um, the circulating fat and it helps to take it to the liver to be excreted, deposited somewhere else, taken, uh, taken where, (laughs) where does it go? (laughs) You're so funny. We used to have an analogy about the garbage trucks. So the HDLs, the good cholesterol, actually go around the body and pick up all the 
bad, like the fat, and then it takes to the liver, and the liver's like the landfill. And it, so that's where you're getting rid of all that. And the, the liver does its job with detoxifying the body. So it gets rid of it. And remember, we did all that whole episode on the gallbladder and how having a bit of that gall helps, or the bile uh-huh. helps with getting rid of the toxins out of your body. I have never heard that analogy. Have we discussed that? Or is that something you learned in school? Oh, ah, uh, that's interesting. I like it. Yeah, yeah. 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 It was uh, actually, it was a class we did with metabolic syndrome and trying to give a visual of how the different cholesterols work. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a good one. So that like, good cholesterol is like little garbage trucks and they go around your body and Perfect. take the fat to the liver. Nice. So, and fiber helps with that. So okay, fiber yeah, yeah. is really important and fiber also makes you feel full. Oh, it totally does. So then you don't yeah. eat as much yeah. at a meal. Right. So that's also the reason that fiber is excellent. So how do you manage some of these lifestyle like factors? You know, if we're talking about our sedentary behavior, our ultra-processed food intake, fast food, convenience foods, too many uh, refined carbohydrates and sweetened beverages, too many fatty foods, like how do we help change that and kind of help with our abdominal obesity, help with our blood pressure, help with our fasting blood sugars that are too high, help with the high triglycerides and the the low HDLs. What can we do with diet? You want me to answer that? <laughs> well, that's a big question. It's a really big question, isn't it? Just give me one well, one one comment that you might think. Well, from personal experience, I know that when I start when I change one thing, it changes a lot of things. Like there's a lot of other things that change because I've changed that one thing. Like a ripple effect. Exactly. Cool. Exactly. Like so what? Let, well, let's say like, okay, I want to I want to start working out again, right? Which I'm, I've, how many times have I said that? I always, I'm always saying that. It's a different season. So yeah, maybe, well, it's all good. Yeah. Yeah, so let's say, I, okay, I want to start working out again. So I'm, I go down and I, I have a workout. When I come up to, to, to eat, I don't want to eat a bunch of crap because I just worked out. Right. So I'm like, oh, I wanted like I want to eat good food too, right? Yes. So there's the ripple effect. It's like it's changing what I'm choosing to eat, and then it's like, oh, I better like make sure I drink lots of water because I I just like had a big workout. I want to make sure I'm you hydrating know. and and then yeah, it's it has ripple effects. So you don't need to change ten things at once, and because that's overwhelming for anyone thinking, oh my gosh, I got all these things I got to change. Yeah. Just change one. Yeah. And the, everything else will kind of fall into place. Well, I love it. A lot of times anyway. Yeah, for sure. No, that's good. And even like, say in a different scenario, say you just wanted to drink more water and you're like, you know what? I'm going to have a water bottle and I'm going to start drinking more water. And so just naturally, you know, what changes is maybe you're not going to drink a pop because you've got a water bottle. Mm-hmm. And so that changes that. Or maybe I'm not going to stop and get a sweetened coffee, a latte, because I'm drinking water. And it does. I think it kind of triggers the brain to think, you know what, you're right. I'm starting something new and I want to be healthier. And then so there might be a lot of little things that kind of fall into place with that one behavior change. Yeah. Yeah, Another thing too is like, you don't need to go out and go walking for half an hour. Go out for five, like say I'm going to go for five minutes. 
And you won't go for five minutes because once you're out and you start walking, then you'll probably go for 10 or 15 minutes, which is better than what you planned on doing in the first place. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Just getting the shoes on is the hardest part. Exactly. And then once you start getting into that habit, then it turns into a half an hour eventually. But uh, yeah. Absolutely. Just just start. Yeah. See what happens. That's right. Yeah. So it's definitely, you know, doable to change your risk, to reduce your risk for metabolic syndrome or reduce your risk for heart disease and cardiovascular disease and stroke and type 2 diabetes from from starting. And it is doable with lifestyle changes. And so part of it is the behavior change. We talked to Tony Toledo in episode 96, all about the struggles with uh, trying to get over that bridge from where you want to be, from where you are, and that messy middle and how it is tricky, but it's doable. And it's okay if you have a setback, as you just said, Rob, that Mm -hmm. you have a setback again, you're like, I want to start working out. And well, it's not a setback. I just haven't, it's, it's, it, I lose it in the summer because we're busy doing other things. So Yeah, yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, it's definitely doable. And so there's lifestyle changes that can help. And part of that is, as you mentioned, maybe have a new routine. And if you start a new routine, then you might start to be more active. So get more movement in your day or in your week. Maybe you're going to start drinking water a little bit more. And naturally, these new activities will help with your triglycerides and help with your blood pressure, maybe help with abdominal obesity and improving your weight. And it would definitely help with your physical activity. Our dog wants to run around. Totally does. <laughs> he's, he's playing with his ball. He's like, come on, it's time for my walk, you guys. Exactly. Oh, he keeps me active. Thank goodness. <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing. You want to get active by a dog. Yeah. There actually is research that shows if you get a dog, people that get a dog, on average, lose about 10 pounds oh, I see. in the first I totally couple see that. Absolutely. Yeah. Especially if you get a dog like ours. <laughs> yeah. High energy. Totally. <laughs> yes. Man. Oh, he's awesome. So well, now uh, we know all about metabolic syndrome. Do we? I guess so. What yeah. are some of the risk factors? Oh, are you going to test me? <laughs> You're too funny. Okay, I'll, I'll say them all again. And then... Um, You'll expect me to know this for next time. It's all good. For the pop quiz. That's right. The metabolic syndrome pop quiz, Rob. So abdominal obesity, high blood pressure, high fasting blood sugars, high triglycerides, and low HDL. Low HDL. Cholesterol. Yes. So three or more of those can put you at risk for metabolic syndrome, which puts you at risk for developing cardiovascular disease or heart attack or stroke type 2 diabetes and early death. And there are things we can do in our lifestyle. And if you're listening to this podcast, that's awesome because... That's one of them. Yeah, that's that's one road on the step to behavior change is identifying the problem, identifying the concern, and trying to work through that barrier so that you get on a better road to health. Exactly. I couldn't have said it better myself. (laughs) Right on. Well, thank you for tuning in today, everyone. I hope uh, that was useful information for you. 
you want to check out the website, there's a lot more information there as well. The address for that is mywifethedietitian.com. You can also email us your questions, comments, ideas for the show, that sort of thing, uh, mywifetherd at gmail.com. We're on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook as well. If you want to visit us there, leave us a comment, uh, give us a like, that sort of thing. That's always welcome. And don't forget to rate and review the show. We always appreciate that. And we will be back next week with something awesome for you. So have a great week, everyone. Thanks, Rob. Thanks for joining us today on My Wife the Dietitian. If you like what you heard, don't be shy. Leave us a comment or review and be sure to share our podcast with your friends. If you'd like to hear more, hit that subscribe button. You can also follow us on our social media pages for updates, episode trailers, and other odds and ends. For more info and links on what we discussed on today's episode, check the show notes. We'll be back next week with another informative and fun-filled episode. 